Hello, it's Chappie here. This is a little secret pop-up Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese episode 102 today. It's a very special day today for England, so let's celebrate. So we've got the unemployed hunting hornist, Herman, and he's got his horn out today. There's no work to do after Germany lost, obviously, so he's, uh, he's helping England along against Denmark today. Danke, Herman, danke. So I've got dripping toast with marmalade. I'm doing everything I can to invoke a very spirited performance by England today. So I have toast and marmalade dripping down my chin. I did almost go crumpets today, I have to admit. I nearly went to the crumpetude, uh, but I decided to stick with toast, marmalade, uh, and a good swig of PG tips. Let's make it English. Let's make it England today, everybody. So everybody says, Chappie, you do everything with sound effects. This is real toast. Mmm. Champagne marmalade. It's dripping everywhere. I hope it doesn't uh, ruin the microphone. It might do. It may cause all sorts of electrical problems on the microphone today. And swallow. Anyway, here we are. It's England-Denmark today. Keep calm and cauliflower cheese. A little pop-up edition. I mean, it took lots of effort to get this show erected today. I mean, it took probably all the podcast Viagra in the world to get this show erected to perform today. Uh, not not, always, not 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 necessarily a problem uh, with keep calm and cauliflower cheese, and we're normally ready to go, raring to go, very enthusiastic, driven, ambitious, all of those things. But today uh, was a different matter, and I'm trying to debate. This is the big debate. This is the debate I have today. Now, I've watched a lot of the England games. I I, I popped it on at work, you know. Whilst I was doing my butler duties, a little bit of starching and everything else, pressing, getting that uh, that neat line in the pants, in the trousers. So I've done it at work. So watched a little bit of it work. Um, I've uh, gone to the pub the other day. I went to an Irish pub, funny enough, and nobody was there. So the debate is where to watch it today. Should I watch it at home with the faithful hounds? Jack the Rat Terrier is waiting for every crumb of this delicious buttery toast to drop. He's patiently waiting. He's stoic. He's attritional. Similar to how England should be today. But he's very hungry. And England's hungry for success today. And so I'm trying to decide where to watch the program, where to watch the show, the big match. Uh, it's uh, 8 o'clock UK time, 1 o'clock uh, here in Colorado. And I'm thinking, you know what, should I take the afternoon off and go to the British Bulldog? I'm sort of thinking that may be a good idea. 
to uh, to go with my fellow brethren and enjoy this great game, this magical England performance. Hopefully, who knows? I'm trying to be optimistic. I mean, it's not really in the English psyche to be too optimistic. You know, there's always ifs and buts and maybes. And I feel that we may have a little bit of that today. But what we need to do, I think in these moments, is we need to relive one of Shakespeare's greatest speeches through the mouth of Henry V in his play Henry V. And it's a famous Agincourt speech. So Westmoreland said to the king, Oh, that we now had here but one ten thousand of those men in England that do no work today in the king. What's he that wishes so, my cousin Westmoreland? No, my fair cousin, if we are marked to die, we are enough to do our country loss. And if to live, the fewer men, the greater share of honour. God will, I pray thee, wish not one man more. By Jove, I'm not covetous for gold nor care I doth feed upon my cost. It yearns me if men my garments wear, such outward things dwell, not in my desires, but if it in my sin to covet honour. I am the most offending soul alive, no faith my cause wish not a man from England. God's peace I would not lose so great an honour as one man methinks would share from me. For the best hope I have, O oh, do not wish one more, rather proclaim it Westmoreland, through my host that he hath no stomach to fight, let him depart, his passport shall be made, and crowns for convey more purse. He would not die in that man's company that fears his fellowship to die with us. This day is called the Feast of St. Crispian. He that outlives this day comes safe home, will stand a tiptoe when this day is named, and rouse him at the name of Crispian. He shall live this day and see old age, will yearly on the vigil feast his neighbours and say, Tomorrow is St. Crispian, and with his strip to his sleeve show his scars and say, These wounds I had on Crispian's day. Old men forget, yet all forget, that he'll remember with advantages what feats he did that day. When shall our names familiar in the mouth of household worlds? Harry the King, Bedford and Exeter, Warwick and Talbot, Salisbury and Gloucester be the flowing cups freshly remembered. This story shall the good men teach his son, and Crispian shall never go by. From this day to the end of the world, it shall be remembered. We few, we happy few, we band of brothers. For he today that sheds his blood with me shall my brother be near so vile. This day shall gentle his condition, and gentlemen in England now abed shall think themselves accuse they were not here and hold their manhoods cheap whilst any speak and fought with us upon St. Crispin's Day. So it's probably a very good job that I didn't um, <laughs> give that speech on the 4th of July. I was caught holding a 1776 pillow drifting off to sleep. And uh, I don't think it's been posted yet. I mean, it may get posted. It could be good blackmail material. Me with a 1776 uh, pillow. But here we go. It's the big day. It's July the 7th, 2021. 
And I know it's confusing because it's the 2020 Euro Championships and they're playing Denmark today. And that's going to be the crux of Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese today. It's going to be a big celebration of the big game today. Now, we're going to wait and add the Musical Emporium playlist to a later podcast, probably tomorrow. And it could be celebration. It could be call and gang celebration. It could be Jerusalem. It could be uh, let's party hard in the USA. (laughs) It could be all of those. It could be all by myself. It could be a constant playlist to the Smiths if England lose. So we have to decide if it's going to be elation or depression. But I'm going to remain calm. I'm going to try to be carb laden. If I do head to the pub, I think I'm going to do the full English. I'm really thinking about the uh, I'm really thinking about the full English today to complement the toast and marmalade. And people are saying, "Well, oh, Chappie, did you go for the slender sliver, uh, lighter version of marmalade, or did you go the thick cut?" I mean, this is a thick cut that coal miners used to to probably eat. Uh, no, I went for the slivery, slender, silvery uh, marmalade. Um, that uh, I, I think, you know, Hugh Grant might have, or David Gower. Uh, I went for the uh, more elegant, uh, you know, s- delicate on the palate type of marmalade. Uh, that's that's a marmalade I do prefer. But, so we play the Danes today. Now, I did uh, think about getting in maybe 11 Danish pastries and just hope they're going to be flaky. So we're going to be looking at Danish pastries uh, on the podcast today. Uh, and uh, the flakier the better, I think. You know, if they flake so much that it allows two or three goals in for England, so much the better. But these guys are hard. I mean, look at who, what they're fighting for. Christian Eriksen uh, had that uh, huge cardiac arrest in the first game. They're playing for him. Tremendous player. Plays for my team, top, team Tottenham. So he uh, he's really uh, uh, what they're playing for. And these guys have won the game. They've won the championships before in 1992. So, England never won before. So I think we could be the uh, could be the underdogs. Um, but will we once again have the great escape and go and play the Italians at Wembley on Sunday? Millions of excited England fans pack pubs ahead of tonight's semi-final showdown with Denmark. The team's wags, that's the footballers' wives, have arrived at Wembley. One dad uh, films himself saying it's coming home while rushing his pregnant fiance to hospital. England faced Denmark in the Euro 2020 semi-finals at Wembley this evening and the winner will face Italy. If England win, the team will play a first major tournament final since the 1966 World Cup, also at Wembley. Fans across the nation are getting ready for the big match, which is expected to be watched by millions on TV. And millions of exciting fans piled into the pubs across the country today. Others waving flags, stopping traffic ahead of tonight's blockbuster Euro 2020. Gareth Southgate's men face the Danes at 8pm with the winners going on to face Italy in the final on Sunday. Could be England's biggest game since 1966. The nation is right behind the three lines with 30 million expected to tune in on TV as well as 60,000 in the stadium uh, or full capacity almost. Top-tier tickets to the Clash are being resold up to for 6500 each on touting websites. Images from across the country showed supporters getting in the spirit with a set of flag-waving supporters, stopping traffic to recreate the famous Vindaloo video. That was a famous England song, Vindaloo. Now, 
if I have a vindaloo, I'm not going to last the 90 minutes. Let me put it that way. One father uh, filmed himself saying it's coming home as he rushed his pregnant fiance to hospital. Simi Sweeney woke up this morning to find his partner Amy Watts had to gone into labor and rushed her to hospital. Uh, that's on the honey-do list, obviously. Uh, and singing the 1996 uh, Three Lions hit while the army squirmed in pain next to him. The videos viewed 47,000 times with Mr. Sweeney tweeting, Mrs. in currently labor, reckon we'll be out in time for night. His excitement was shared by fans up and down the country, shared photos of himself wearing England shirts as others lined up near Box Park uh, near Wembley, near the Wembley Stadium, just before kickoff. The Box Park fans sung and drank throughout the afternoon as fans moved across Wembley Way to soak up the atmosphere. 6.8 million pints are expected to be poured with the British Beer and Pub Association, and fans will buy 50,000 pints a minute across the course of the match. Uh, former England captain Wayne Rooney showed he's ready for the clash, waking up his children by blaring three lions through his house in the morning. And the Duke of Cambridge, who's president of the Football Association, will be among those inside the ground to watch the match. It'll be the first time the men's team has made it to the semi-final of a European Championship since the ill-fated penalty shootout defeat to Germany in Euro 96. It's a huge day. Lots of England fans are dressed as knights outside Wembley Stadium as well. Uh, I don't think they have the chainmail on. That might get a little bit hot, sweaty, and God forbid any fights break out. That chainmail could be a full body knuckle duster. So these are 15 strange rules every visitor to Denmark should know about. Denmark's a small, beautiful Northern European country with a wealth of intriguing history and national pride. The Scandinavian nation is the oldest kingdom in Europe, known for its popular capital Copenhagen, where the Little Mermaid statue, Tivoli Pleasure Gardens, uh, Rokoku uh, Frederiksen district, and its royal palaces can be found. There's more to the country than meets the eye, and as a potential visitor, knowledge is power. These are a few strange rules, odd laws, and quirky traditions that every visitor to Denmark should know about. St spicy traditions number one. Let's start with some odd Danish traditions surrounding milestone birthdays. If you turn 25 and are still unmarried, which is increasingly common in the country where marriage is optional, the uh, tradition is to throw fistfuls of cinnamon all over the person. We're not talking about a little sprinkle of sugar and spice. Some people are caked in it. And if you're not wet by 30, they douse you with pepper. And then we have uh, number two. What's in a name? Sorry, Grinneth and Kim, but in Denmark, you wouldn't be free to ma uh, name your kid Apple or North. Baby naming is regulated by several government ministries here to ensure that you don't saddle your offspring with the whimsical, frivolous and silly moniker. The culture respects sameness more than standing out, so names are pretty standard. Parents can choose from about 7,000 pre-approved names for boys and girls. If you try to register an odd spelling with a feminine name, chances it'll be rejected. Helmets are optional unless they're Viking. Bicycles are the preferred method of transportation for Danes. There is a wide bike lane across roads everywhere. So in fact, there are more than twice the number of bicycles and cars in the country and over 50%. They love ringing their bells while cycling and uh, they have one of the lowest levels of helmet use across Europe. So no prominent helmets for the Danes. They're not rule breakers. Danes are sticklers for the rules and this can come as a shock for visitors, for example, even when no cars or bicycles in the street, it's a ghost town and the proverbial tumbleweed rolls by. Amsterdam may have its red light district, but Copenhagen has its green light district. Freetown 
On the island of Crestani in Copenhagen is a self-proclaimed autonomous neighborhood. Established by hippies in 1951, it is a social experiment in alternative lifestyles and is known for its rather liberal attitude towards drugs and prostitution. Let happiness reign. Feeling down? Then make Denmark your next travel destination. In the UN World Happiness Report, it ranks as the happiest country in the world. Porn is legal and widely available here in Denmark. Family trumps food. If you want to throw a party in Denmark, expect a host uh, and spend a pretty penny. Hosts can spend up to six months salary on one formal celebration that covers rent, drinks, food and entertainment. Flashy cars, diamonds that can be seen from outer space and other gaudy shows of affluence have no place in Danish culture. High social position and wealth, while recognised by individuals of a similar economic position, are usually understated. Creeped out by a bat in the house, they're protected by law. So don't whack a bat with a broom. You cannot harm or kill a flamagus. One Danish member had to vacate the house for a year, but they couldn't get rid of those flying rats. They couldn't take it anymore. Beer lovers, you found the country of choice in Denmark. Nearly everyone is a beer drinker, and it's not uncommon to see 14-year-olds drunk in the street. That's the legal age. Don't just show up at the Dane's house. They find this offensive and rude. Privacy is a big deal in this culture, so random drop-ins without a call first won't be seen as sweet, spontaneous gesture. They won't uh, just come up to a foreigner and have a conversation as they perceive it as an invasion of the individual's privacy. And don't do, forgive the pronunciation, the Heige. No, it's not some crazy dance, but a word without an exact English translation. Heige, pronounced hoga, roughly means cozy contentment. Something that brings out warm, fuzzy feelings. Danes feel this at times like autumn and winter when they're all snuggled and bundled up, perhaps before a roaring log fire with loved ones. So that's, looks like Heige, pronounced hoga. And if you have a little one, a child, uh, going with you on your travels, don't worry about the time of year you take them to Denmark. As long as they're in the right clothing, infants can be left outside. Left outside? Many leave their bundled babies outside while they do their business in cafes and shops and aren't at least a bit worried about them being kidnapped. So chill out, everybody. So when you think of Danish pastries, what comes to mind? We have some of the flakiest delights here. Maybe some cream cheese cherry filling, flaky dough. Taurus will come in and ask for them with cheese or salty or savory pastries, says Lars Kronstenstein Hansen, manager of uh, La Krasosot, the uh, uh, Christian Savin's Torv Bakery in Denmark. So these are the different types of Danishes that they have. They have the uh, rhabarbic horns, the rhubarb horn. These soft golden pastries aren't available all year round, so be sure to grab one or two when they're in season. They're made by folding rhubarb and marzipan into a milky dough that's laid atop with nuts and sugar. That's the uh, rhubarb horn. And then we have the uh, frost snapper, seed snappers. A frost snapper is a traditional Danish pastry lathered with romance. A thick paste that's equal part sugar and butter. It's more savory than the other puff pastries, thanks to a bit of salt on it. That's a frost snapper. We have the Hindenbarsnitter, raspberry slices, similar to the Latvian Alexander Tort. The Hindenbarsnitter is a must-try for the shortbread lovers out there. Buttery squares slathered with raspberry marmalade and topped with thick powdered sugar glaze. That's the Hindenbarsnitter. And then we have the Spanda. 
That's the pastry. The inspiration behind the globally recognized Danish comes from the infamous prison in Berlin's Spandau district, uh, which is Danish bakers. You won't be able to wear spandex after eating it, that's for sure. And it's very flaky. Let's hope they're flaky today, people. They have uh, the uh, Drix Nox Nickel, the Boss Snail. They can look, uh, and you can look at the Din Nox Nick uh, and understanding why it's one of the best of... Uh, Lagerhausen's best-selling pastries. This frosted spiral bun is chocolate's unequivocal response to the cinnamon roll, and that's a dear Kosnekel. And again, incredibly flaky. The uh, caramel stang, the cinnamon stick. This bakery classic cake is fluffy and sweet. It'll convert you to the most stringent and cinnamon skeptics among you. And then we have the Kanischnegel, the cinnamon snail. Originally from Sweden, some argue that the Danes are the ones who truly perfected the cinnamon bun. We chose to remain neutral in this matter and then think everybody the winner. But the Danish Kanesnegel is tender, flaky and oh so delicious. Then we have the Tebex, the uh, tea poppy seed buns. A Tebex is essentially a frost snapper that's been folded instead of stretched and twisted. Similarly, it's not too sweet and a little savoury and the poppy seeds add a nice crunch to it. And then you have the Rumskrugler, the rum balls. So if you want your balls uh, soaked in rum, it may look like chocolate, but it's actually a soft confection of leftover pastries and cakes. So it's the best leftover in the world, the Rumskrugler, the rum balls. And then we have the sausage horn. Do you fancy a bite of the sausage horn today? Is there any cream in it? No, it's a Danish pig in a blanket. It's a snack-sized horner. A polis horn is almost a full meal. The dough is soft, slightly sweet, and sprinkled with roast sesame seeds and nice balance to the smoky pork sausage. So let's hope today that the pastries are full, affluent, but very, very flaky. So in Euro 2020, the calm Vikings evoked the Danish spirit of 1992 when they won. Viking jokes and memories of the national team's shot victory over Germany in the 1992 final of the European Championships are boosting Denmark's morale before the semi-final against England. The Danes believe England will be undone by the pressure of playing in their home stadium, combined with the attacking flair of Joachim Mahl, currently the tournament's third best player according to the UEFA rankings. They think they can walk on water, one fan wrote of England in the tabloid Extra Badlat. But when they come in deep water, they'll be in deep water when the Vikings come. Danish commentators have also been quick to mention their team's most recent results against England. 0-0 draw in the Nations League and most chilling of all, a 1-0 victory in their last match in October at Wembley against England. Though England are presently ranked fourth in the world and a recent World Cup semi-finalist, the Danes are approaching this very much as a match of equals. One Danish football fan tweeted, Euro gold now awaits one of three great footballing nations, but you should never underestimate England. Denmark, a nation of 5.7 million, is ranked 10th, their highest ranking. And then there's Christian Eriksen. Denmark's tournament seemed over in the first half of the match against Finland on June the 12th in their national stadium in Copenhagen when the 29-year-old suffered a cardiac arrest. Since then, the recovering Ericsson had been spotted out and about on holiday with his family in northern, uh, northern New Zealand. Uh, a traumatised nation had been galvanised by his recovery. The Danes seemed to sense something mystical in the air. There's been many references to the 1992 feeling on Danish social media and in the press in 1992. Denmark turned up at the European Championships at last-minute substitutes of Yugoslavia who were banned because of the Bosnian War. The Danes are a relaxed bunch who are beguiling insouciance through the opposition defences. Their fans, nicknamed the Rolligans, 
are almost fettered as a team thanks to their nature. Rolig means calm. The 1992 win is the greatest moment in the Danish sporting history and the only footballing success of note. But since their win over Russia in the final group stage match, their confidence has grown with every performance. Once again, Danish fans, pretty much the whole 5.7 million population, have taken their success of the team as an excuse for an explosive post-pandemic outdoor festivity and celebration. The fact that the Danish supporters are not able to travel to Wembley because of the Delta infections in the UK prompted a good deal of frustration. Nothing would be funnier than to knock England out of the Euros, wrote one journalist on Twitter. Denmark's home fans might not be able to travel, but the team still should count on 30,000 Danes who live in the UK and the majority in the capital stampeding on Wembley. So I'm going to slip on the slightly worn at the bottom. There is actually a hole in the bottom of this Ralph Lauren uh, red and white checkered shirt that I've worn for every, every England game, I think in 15 years. Now, this tournament, don't tell anybody that's close to me. Well, people who probably won't want to be close to me. It hasn't been washed yet. And I am coating it in a lot of deodorant. So I still smell wonderfully marvellous. Uh, but I don't know if I'm going to wash it before the final. Now, that probably means nobody will want to hang out with me. But I feel it's it's hidden and thread together with patriotism and sweat. I mean, that, that, they're the two components that keep this shirt from crumbling in my fingertips. But so we had a lot of Danish talk. Uh, we looked at the Danish pastries. We look at some like 15 very odd Danish habits. Uh, but we're going back to uh, one of my very favorite Twitter sites, Very British Problems. And there's many books out uh, written by the author, um, Rob Temple of Very British Problems. And he's got some absolutely beautiful ones here today. Live each day as if it's your last chance to sit around and do nothing. I was feeling optimistic, which should have been enough to tell me everything was about to go wrong. If at first you don't succeed, sit in a comfy chair, have a biscuit. Mmm, that's lovely. Um, And uh, current British small talk topics, virus, football, weather, tennis. Enjoying having four, soon to go back down to two. Phrase it that mean nothing will happen. Leave it with me. I have a word. I'll see what I can find. Consider it done. I'll make some calls. I'll think about it. Certainly a possibility. Let's come back to that. Good idea. Maybe. It's on my list. Might see you down there. I'll look into that. And uh, ways to end a conversation you don't really understand or enjoy. Uh, right, yeah, I see. Well, there you go. It's what it is. I don't know. Hmm. Something to think about. We'll see. Anyway, oh well. I'll let you get on. I suppose so. Few ideas in celebration or commiseration if England lose or indeed they win. A fry up with roast potatoes and Yorkshire pudding. And how about this? Chips and gravy inside a giant Yorkshire pudding. So this is almost it from little pop-up podcast today. Keep coming cauliflower cheese episode 102. It's the England-Denmark semi-final podcast version today, uh, where we did look at some very flaky Danish pastries. Uh, If you're enjoying those today, uh, I would go for that uh, sausage horn. I think that looks absolutely delicious. Maybe the horn of plenty. Uh, But we'll see which team will be the flakiest by uh, this time uh, in about maybe three or four hours' time. So we will have the uh, result and determination whether we'll be uh, burying our heads in sorrow 
or celebrating with an extra five or six pints at the pub. Who knows? But I will be back on the podcast uh, later in the week and uh, we'll have uh, another two editions of uh, Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese on uh, Friday and hopefully Saturday where I may be joined by my highly esteemed daughters as well. And um, I'll see if England do make the final. Maybe I can drag them along to the... uh, to the pub where they'll probably watch their iPads or their iPhones for the entire 90 minutes. Who knows? Uh, but there we go. That's been the uh, podcast today. A little bit of surprise edition. I uh, was uh, eating some rather delicious toast and I thought, why not put out a quick, delightful pop-up podcast? Keep coming, cauliflower cheese. Everybody needs a little bit of chappy, their carb-laden chappy, just before a big football game. And... We're going to finish with a poem. We're going to try John O'Gaunt's poem again about England, oh England. This royal throne of kings, this sceptred isle, this earth of majesty, this seat of Mars, this other Eden demi-paradise, this fortress built by nature for herself against infection and the hand of war, this happy breed of men, this little world, this precious stone set in the silver sea, which serves it in the office of a wall, or this moat defensive to a house, against the envy of less happier lands, this blessed plot, this earth, this realm, this England. See you soon. Cheerio for now.